If they're gonna cancel me, they're gonna cancel me. I don't care. Go ahead, do it. Why are we gonna talk about it? You know why. This is the Randy Savagery Show. It's about the love. It's about the passion. Testing. Hey. And welcome to the Randy Savagery Show, baby. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Let's get it. So, today, I wanted to bring up, because uh, I feel like I have a little bit of knowledge on it now. NFTs, cryptocurrency, baby. What do you guys know about that? What you guys know about that, huh? Are you guys investing in, um, what's it called? The Bitcoin? Are you guys uh, investing in um, the bleep coin? You know? Which one? Are you guys Ethereum fans? Do you like the blockchain? Um, you know? How you feel about it, leave it, in the, leave it in the comment section. But we're going to go over all those things today. So um, let's break it down. The first one I wanted to bring up was, um, what's it called? Oh. NFTs, because I thought, you know, I think that NFTs was the um, was the most challenging one for me to like actually finally wrap my head around because I totally did not understand. I'm like, why would there ever be value in a video that any person can access at any time? So, an NFT, right? And I'm going to break everything down in layman's terms because layman terms means that, uh, you know, what the majority of individuals will understand. And that's me, majority. That's why it took so damn long. All right, so an NFT basically is a digital baseball card. So a digital baseball card would be the best representation to get a visualization of what an NFT is. So it's a non-fungible token. That means there's only one of them. Or there's only so many of them during the creation of the minting. You know, you make 100 or you make 50 or you make one. It could be one of one or one of 100, right? But the whole concept is digital collection. And um, once someone broke it down for me that way, then I could actually understand the value. All right. Another thing that a lot of people don't understand. Oh, I'll, I'll do it like this so I can edit it later. Number two. All right. So another thing that a lot of people don't understand about the tech is the blockchain. Right. So currently, ladies and gentlemen, you buy an NFT. Uh, you will most likely have to buy it from uh, the Ethereum blockchain. Right. Um. So when you buy an NFT from Ethereum, you do not actually get that data or access to the data that is um, stored on the blockchain or maybe even only theoretically stored 
according to a lot of different sources. So right now, it's kind of like a big uh, scam, right? But understand that the only reason that it is a scam at the moment is because of Ethereum, right? Um, Ethereum is kind of like the mafia right now in the crypto world. Like anything you want to do, any transactions you want to happen, you're going to get a piece of your Ethereum taken from you, right? Because their platform houses, I guess, the largest structure of this new technology. But here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, that a lot of people don't know. You could build your own blockchain, all right? Blockchain actually is quite simple coding. If you got uh, Python or uh, JavaScript, you can write your own blockchains there, okay? So a blockchain really is just a digital ledger. So digital ledgers allowing for absolute. So the, the blockchain itself is a mechanism of coding that happens. So every time a transaction were to occur, right, and it's added on to the blockchain, it would have this mechanism uh, reaction, right? Picture like a bunch of numbers randomly getting spit out, but they can only be spit out one time. Once that happens, that is the key and the proof of what went down, okay? So example, let's say you're playing some type of digital trading card uh, game, right? You're playing, uh, you're playing, the, you're playing with Savage, uh, Savage DigiCards, you know? And um, you want to check the score from last week between you and your buddies or last year, or a hundred years ago. You know what I mean? Not for us, but in the future, these are the applications. Um, you will be able to check all of this on the blockchain, the digital ledger. So really, ladies and gentlemen, NFTs are quite powerful. You can also attach smart contracts to them. So let me give you another example. Let's say that you're, you're, uh, you're a digital card creator, right? And your cards are blowing up. They're, they're, they're flying off the shelf. Elf on a shelf, baby. And um, during this process, um, you want to... Uh, oh, yeah. So let's say you, like, you give someone like um, a special card, right? There would be a digital contract tied to the card, nobody be able to change it. And let's say like, let's say it's like a golden ticket type of thing, right? You know, um, if that's the scenario, then instantly, boom, they'd get their instructions. There'd be no uh, hearsay, if, and, or, but. They would know exactly where to go. And you know, they can meet Willy Wonka and, you know, indulge in everlasting gobstoppers, baby. All right, let's go. So that's really... Uh, I think that the, maybe that was an easier way for people to digest what this blockchain and NFT technology really is. In layman's terms, guys, it's just digital baseball cards. That's it. It's no more. It's no less. Uh, digital baseball cards. Um, yeah, so to me, that was just, you know, that was one of the important ones. It really was too, you know. Um, 
the next thing though I wanted to touch on and uh, you know, I'm lucky because these are like huge in the algorithm right now, but also it's two subjects that I really do um, care a lot about. I have a lot of interest in. I actually wrote uh, for my freshman English class, uh, like at the end of class paper, all about cryptocurrency and uh, decentralization in general, even though that's not the way it looks right now. So that's another thing about these NFTs, right? They're right now, the technology is decentralized and it could be utilized in that way. But Ethereum literally owns the whole blockchain. Like basically, if you really want to own something in this new uh, Web3, you need to basically you need to have either a coder or learn to code your own blockchain. You need to have your own personal digital ledger that you can own. Then you could develop the NFTs on them. You could hold your cryptocurrency there um, or exchanges, not hold your cryptocurrency there. I'm sorry about that. But anyways, yeah, let's get into it. So Bitcoin, right? Um, Bitcoin is a decentralized um, type of money and payment method originally created by, uh, what is it? Shiitake Naramosha or something like that. Uh, Hiro, Hiroshi, I don't know, but, uh, I'll look it up for you guys. Um, he's fictional though, right? He's not even a real person. Maybe he is a real person. Maybe it was developed by the CIA. Um, it's actually starting to look a lot more that way just off of the way they're applying it on our society. You see a blockchain, ladies and gentlemen, a blockchain could be utilized for so many things. Do you know what the Fibonacci sequence is? Or maybe, uh, mm, what's it called? Fractal patterns, right? Anybody here who's ever taken LSD or dimethyltryptamine or maybe psilocybin, you probably experienced the fractal pattern. So a fractal pattern is something that is the exact same repeating pattern no matter how large scale you see it at or at the smallest minute scales, it will just keep repeating smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, blockchain is basically the same concept depending on how you set it up. If you set up blockchain to be 100% decentralized, then it's amazing. Like you could, you could get rid of police and use a blockchain, right? Um, in theory, I don't necessarily know how effective it would be for like stopping crime, but if we were all on the blockchain, let's say, or the criminal blockchain and, um, you know, your phone is a digital extension of you. And let's say your phone is connected to that blockchain and you, uh, you know, you don't make it in at eight at night or, you know, you, uh, you use some type of illicit drug. All the things right now that people get in trouble for while they're on parole, when they're on probation, through the judicial system and human beings, that will be obsolete. And in all actuality, um, all you would need is a blockchain. Now, that is a totalitarian version that I'm trying to explain to you that sounds horrible, you know? Like right now, the NFTs that they are 
um, promoting. You don't own them. Uh, whatever that Vladimir fucking weird looking kid, he um, is he's playing us. He almost played me because it's so deep in there that like, you know, you're not going to even know until you're done, until you already purchase your NFT that you're just getting a URL. Uh, you're not actually getting any type of digital ownership without that blocky chainy chain chain. See, it's interesting though because I see a future that will definitely be decentralized. Like, you know, I don't know which band of youngins it's gonna take. I don't know if it's like, you know, my friend Anessa's kid's age, the eight-year-olds now, when they're coming into, you know, adulthood, is it gonna be them? You know, only time will tell, really. But um, Bitcoin has been the tried and true form of cryptocurrency so far. Um, just, I think, back in 2011, right? Bitcoin was only known around the world as a cryptic currency utilized by criminals drug dealers, traffickers, gun dealers, they would use cryptocurrency at that time. And it's interesting because, you know, you're breaking the law. It's not like they use it because you can't track it. That's actually the opposite. You can't not track it. Um, they were utilizing it at that time because it was something secure. It was something that can be done digitally. So I could buy, you know, goods or services from uh, Russia. I could get it from China. I could get it from all these places. And I don't have to, um, you know, take my actual cash, go put it into escrow, et cetera. So this is 2011 was when I was like around, you know, first exposed to it. But also uh, it was like, I think $2 per Bitcoin. You know, so like we would spend $7,000, right, to pick up on our re-up at the time. And every single time I did that, you know, we had, oh, it's so hard to even think about it. But 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, whoo, whoo, I would have 14,000 uh, Bitcoin, man. Um... I'd be so beyond wealthy right now if I would have saved it. But you see, ladies and gentlemen, the moral of that story, of that Bitcoin story, is that uh, we were only using it to buy substances. The thought of just using it to make money in itself, man, never even touched my brain, bro. Never even touched my brain. And uh, I still hated, hated the internet at the time. I was not uh, completely immersed yet. Um, dang, dude. Uh, let me change this because it is burning up in this bitch, even though it's 15 degrees outside. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. 15 degrees is all we got going on here in Michigan. It's a very cold, it's a very cold place half the year, but you know, 
it's interesting. This winter has definitely been way, way lighter on its, uh, on its downfall. So back to Bitcoin. Anyways, the most important thing about Bitcoin, right, is that the creator is make-believe. Nobody knows who the creator is, right? There is a finite amount in the entire world of Bitcoin, right? There can only be a certain amount of Bitcoin at any given time. Now, this is, you know, it almost seems counterintuitive, right? It almost seems like, well, duh, dude, just like our money, you know? But that's where you're wrong, ladies and gentlemen, not like our U.S. dollar. You see, our money, our money is printed at the Federal Reserve, right? Which is not even federal at all. That money is rapidly losing its value, decreasing daily. And in one year, the Biden administration has printed 40% of all the American currency that's in circulation right now. Yeah, 40%, guys. That's why your groceries cost so goddamn much right now. That's why rent just went up $200 in every demographic. Lowest, lowest em uh, employment rate. And these are the bright uh, movements, right? Oof. That they think, uh, you know, would be good at implementing. So your dollar is rapidly losing its value while cryptocurrency is in a state of constant volatility. So yeah, I do agree that it's the future. I think that it's important. I think that its capabilities are phenomenal. But also, it ain't right yet, guys. It's not, uh, it's not 100% by any means. And that being... Like, uh, here's an example for you. Bitcoin cannot handle fast, large amounts of transactions. You see, the speed of the transactions are quite slow in comparison to uh, the blockchain, Ethereum, and shit coins. You know? Um, this is a fundamental issue with uh, Bitcoin but I am pretty sure that they've been working on it for a while with its uh, partner project called Lightning. So I am not a financial advisor, so in no shape, way, or form am I giving you financial advice. If you want that, you're gonna have to go to my mom because she is a licensed financial advisor, stockbroker, my whole life. Um, just saying. So. You know, from what I've learned, uh, you know, from many years around her and then also what I have gained in my own personal observation of the crypto world. Your cryptocurrency will be more valuable than any paper currency. And I'd say that is within five to ten years. Um, you can already start paying for different things with Bitcoin. Uh, I'm pretty sure you could buy buy a house with Bitcoin right now in the certain areas. And it is a financial revolution to take back 
our power. You know, when we're born and they tell us this is what your money system is, we just assume that this is this is it. This is the money system. And you know, if you were born in America in the 90s, this is the greatest goddamn money system America ever created, you know? Oh, man, good old Bush days. All right, so let's get into it. The thing about the blockchain, the thing about um, about Ethereum is that uh, that dude is raking in the fat cash and he's kind of hiding behind the shit, the veil of, um, you know, of being like this ultra cyberpunk guy, you know, as if he is really about that life and about decentralization and all this stuff. But you can just look at how the company is set up. It's centralized. It's not decentralized. You mean this is a centralization of a cryptocurrency. Uh, you're defeating the purpose. And... I understand that it all started as an experiment, right? And the whole thing, that's why I really do admire that little weird pedophile fucking kid. Um, it was all an experiment, right? Because there's certain laws and parameters put onto Bitcoin. Uh, obviously, you know, maybe for a good reason, but I love the concept of these young kids coming up and saying, well, what happens if I pull the brakes off? You know, what happens if I put the you know, the left to the right or the right to the left. And to me, that is, um, man, that's also what it's about. But the company that he created, he hides behind the veil of, you know, cyberpunk. And really, he's just like a little, a little uh, Microsoft, you know, a little Bill Gates type of thing. You're trying to commandeer the entire uh, technology. And that's the part that makes me fucking sick about these fucking cocksuckers. They're like, this is technology that all of us should have access to. And you set it up in a way where we have to go through you. You know, it's like, I don't want to go through you. I just want to use the blockchain. Like, oh, all right, good luck. Write it. You know, well, can I just buy a blockchain already made? You know what I mean? I think I could, I'd rather just learn how to utilize it once it's already been written, the program. But, hey man, I don't make the rules, you know? And uh, I'm just trying to be an early uh, crypto adapter just like the rest of y'all, you know? It really sucked to save up all your, all your worldly riches just to see them all be worth nothing, you know, just like in Germany, just like in Russia, you know, you save your whole life, you're responsible your whole life, and uh, you think that you're going to be fine, and then you go to go buy, you know, groceries one day at the store, and your dot, and you know, your $100 bill is worth nothing, 
They won't even take it. They're bartering at this point. This is the sad reality of some, uh, you know, some earlier scenarios in our, in our, in our world history, in this human experience. You know, we've had communists um, devalue, devalue their, their money before to the point in Russia, in even the 1920s, where they were cannibalizing their children. They were eating each other just for the sustainability to stay alive, you know? And that, we don't want none of that. We don't need none of that. But it's, uh, we're, already, we're already going through the devaluization, if that's even a word, the devaluing of our money. Our money is worth dog piss right now, bro. Getting lesser and lesser. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, like I said, I was going to. I want to go over uh, the shit coins. That's what they're called, right? So shit coins are cryptocurrencies made by any person they want to want to make on the fucking blockchain. <clears throat> so a real notable one that, you know, depending on uh, how much money you put in and when you pulled out, you know, you could have made a lot of money already, was uh, Dogecoin, right? Anybody heard of it? Anybody heard of it? If you guys have heard of it, leave it in the comments below, all right? Hey, and while you're down there, go ahead and click that subscribe button, you know? Click, click. Here we go. Um, dang, guys. I'm gang. I forgot what the motherfucker I was talking about. I'm the king of doing that, though. I trail off. I try to stay. Oh, shit coins. So, one of the most famous ones of notoriety would be Dogecoin, right? You guys, Dogecoin. Elon Musk uh, kind of, so it started, as, it started as a meme, Dogecoin. And it was just making fun of the concept of, you know, like, oh, well, what if we made this coin that ended up being the world currency, right? Well, memes are like jokes and jokes have power. Just like God said, you know, in the beginning, there was the word. There's power in the word, you know. So this coin went from being worth absolutely nothing. I think shooting all the way up, you know, to uh, Ugh, I don't know. I'd have to look it up, guys. I think maybe nine bucks. Maybe it shot its way up to nine dollars. I'm not sure. But um Wow. Market value out the roof. You know, you guys know what people who own their own businesses make, right? Even big business. <clears throat> like McDonald's. You guys think McDonald's makes a lot of money off of your burgers? I know they're shit, they taste like trash, they kill you, this, that. But let me ask you a question. You think they make a ton of money off, like when you buy one burger, how much money do you think they're making? What do you think it is? Double? Half? What, 40%, 10%, 5%? On average, I think it's 15 to 10%, all right? 15 to 10% of that dollar 25 that they're pulling out your asshole 
that's what they're going to make off of that sale, man. So it's not really like how everybody thinks, you know? It's not like, uh, you know, these businesses are just making these ungodly amounts of money. Like, dude, come on now. Think about someone like Elon Musk. You're te- are you, you guys mean it to tell me that the richest man in the world, right, on planet effing Earth and soon Mars... You're not going to tell me that guy doesn't have millions of dollars. Maybe billions, I don't know. But at minimum, millions of dollars of debt. See, a guy like Elon just knows how to play the game so fiddled, right? You know what I mean? Be producing just a little bit more than you're stretching the other way, than you're creating. Just enough to tap it in, you know? Happy Gilmore style. Well, after that crazy motherfucker jumped behind Dogecoin, Dogecoin jumped up, right? So there was a huge uproar, an explosion. Think about it, guys. A couple of cyberpunk piggies think, laugh, and create a Dogecoin. And it goes all the way up to Elon Musk. I'm pretty sure that... uh, Mark Cuban accepts Dogecoin at his games, man. And that is wild. And that is the system that we live in. So think about it. It started out as a joke that a couple of people wrote as code on a computer. All right? A computer. It ended getting clouded from the richest dude on earth, Elon Musk. Shouts out to Elon Musk. Your wife is super hot. You have a giant brain in your freaky looking head, man. And I just want to tell you, we salute you over here at the Randy Savagery Show, you know? We appreciate you here, all right? Now, I want to tell you guys, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Randy Savage Show. If you liked this episode, make sure that you hit the like button. Listen to what I'm asking. All the simps out there, do what I say. And uh, have a nice day.